God graciously caused his name to be present. God puts his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on us in baptism. The divine service begins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Every divine service is for the hallowing of God's, of the Lord's name, which the small catechism reminds us is done when the word of God is taught in truth and purity, and we, as the children of God, also lead holy lives according to it. Confession and absolution. It is only through the forgiveness of sins that we enter into the life of heaven. To confess our sins is to speak the truth about our lives. God seeks the truth in the heart and on the lips. To confess our sins is to say amen to God's just verdict that we have sinned against him and so deserve only death and hell. The truth of our sinfulness is answered by the truth of God's forgiveness for the sake of the suffering and death of his son. From the lips of a man called and ordained as a servant of the word, we hear God himself speaking absolution, that is, forgiveness of our sins. To that forgiveness, faith says, Amen, that is, truth. Amen is the great word of worship. It indicates that the gift has been received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, beautiful sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, in which I have offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them, and I pray you for your marvelous mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. To be gracious and merciful to me, a poor Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit, from the Latin introitus is Latin for entrance. Having received the Lord's forgiveness, we are glad to enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. The pastor now enters the chancel behind the rails, bringing with him the whole congregation. This entrance is made in the introit with the Lord's own words, most often drawn from the psalm. Give ear to my 
king of mercy with the prayer that was on the lips of the blind Bartimaeus, whom Jesus healed. We approach our merciful Savior and King as citizens of heaven, seeking his mercy for our salvation, the peace of the whole world, the well-being of his church, our worship, and our everlasting defense. The Lord to whom we cry for mercy is the Savior who has come to us in the flesh. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth echoes the hymn that the high angels of God sang to the shepherds at Bethlehem. In this hymn we exclaim and extol the Son of God who has humbled himself to be our brother and now reigns over us as Savior from the right hand of his Father. In alternate, this is the feast of victory taken from the book of Revelation. This hymn proclaims the victory of the Lamb who was crucified for us. This is the feast of victory is often used as a distribution hymn during communion.
Hide me in the shadow of your wings. 
For your presence, let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold my life. The epistle is from Romans chapter 9 and 10. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it. That it is a righteousness that is by faith. But that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is the word of the Lord. We stand now in the Holy Gospel. The verse in the Holy Gospel, the verse is our anticipation of the Lord who comes to us in his words, words that are spirit and life. The Alleluia response is either a threefold Alleluia or is taken from John 6, 68. Next, we hear from an evangelist, a teller of good news, the words of the Holy Gospel. Although there are four evangelists, there is only one holy gospel. That is why the words according to you are cited before each week's reading. In the words of the evangelists, we are given the word of life, Jesus Christ. The congregation acknowledges the Lord's presence in his gospel by standing and extolling his glory and praising him. Alleluia, O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Alleluia. Nicene Creed and Hymn of the Day and the Sermon. 
Having heard the word of God, we confess our faith in his name. The creed is our saying back to God what he has first said to us. In the Nicene Creed, we acclaim the truth of the triune God and his work of salvation accomplished for us in his incarnate Son, Jesus Christ. The Word that is the Son of God assumed the human nature in the womb, in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary so that there is a union of the divine person of the Son of God with human nature. Our Lord did this for us in order to suffer and die for the sins of the world. This is why the Nicene Creed is spoken during services with Holy Communion celebrated. Knowing all that the Lord has done, we respond to the hymn of the day. As the word of God dwells in us, it calls forth songs of faith and love in response. The hymn reflects the particular theme of the scripture readings that we have heard. Now, in continuity with the prophets, apostles, and evangelists, our pastor stands in our midst to deliver the Lord's law and gospel in the sermon. He is God's mouth for the congregation. As through him, the good shepherd's voice sounds forth to call, gather, and enlighten his flock. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten and not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and his amazing man. Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped in glory. 
primary in worship. We speak only as we are spoken to. Gathered in Jesus' name, we bring the petitions and thanksgivings before him that grow out of his word. The prayer is called the prayer of the church, for in it the royal priesthood of all believers does its priestly work of making requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious Heavenly Father, keep us who are baptized children as the apple of your eye, and hide us in the shadow of your wings. Turn from us all false doctrine, whereby your holy name is blasphemed and profaned. Give ear to our prayers for mercy, and forgive our sins for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Fill your vineyards with faithful laborers, O Lord. Bless them with your wisdom that they would be faithful stewards of your mysteries, making known your gracious visitation in the Holy Word and sacraments, which deliver eternal salvation to those who hear and receive them in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Defend your church throughout the world, O Lord. Give strength to our brothers and sisters in Christ to experience persecution, and turn the hearts of our enemies, that they would be brought to repentance and faith and joined to the fellowship of all believers. Lord, in your mercy, give us hearts to recognize that all we have comes from your gracious provisions. Keep us faithful when we have more than we need, that we would be generous in our lives and offerings and in our assistance of those who need help. Lord, in your mercy, bless the relief agencies of our synod and all other groups who provide relief and aid to those in need. Let compassion and mercy be their guiding light. Give wisdom and discernment to those who administer these agencies, that their use of resources would be wise and beneficial. Lord, in your mercy. Bless Donald, our president, Tom, our governor, all those who make and administer our laws, and all judges, that they might serve our country faithfully and make decisions with wisdom. Defend all who serve in our military and give courage to both them and their families. Lord, in your mercy. Support and strengthen those who are sick or suffering, including Tony, Lois, Richard, Eileen, Beverly, Kim, Tim, John, Jennifer, Anson, Betty, Regis, Clara, Jess, Paul, Rhonda, Barry, David, Tom, Iona, Ruby, Don, Angela, Ken, Helen, Mary, Dan, Edna, Marianne, Marion, Barb, and Joanne. In the midst of their trials, keep them always focused upon Christ and the everlasting hope they have in Him. If it be your will, restore them to physical health and strength. Lord, in your mercy. Continue to bless those who celebrate this week in your name, especially Alex, who is celebrating another birthday. God, you protect him as he lives a life dedicated to your glory. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks, Heavenly Father, for the great gift of your Son, Jesus who has given us such great gifts in his holy supper. As we join together with the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven in lauding and praising you, lift up our hearts that we would rightly receive Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, in your mercy. 
Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The offering and the offertory. Having received from the generosity of the Father, who is the author and giver of every good and perfect gift, we now give of the gifts that we have been given. It is right for us to give of our first fruits to the Lord, and not of our leftovers, as we have faith that God will provide. The offering is accompanied with an offertory from Psalm 51 or Psalm 116 that teaches us that the highest offering is simply to receive in faith the cup of salvation from the Lord's hand. Stand now for the service of the sacrament. The preface, the Sanctus, and the Lord's Prayer. Drawn toward the gifts of Jesus' body and blood, our hearts are lifted up with thanksgiving and praise as we anticipate the reception of the gifts that carry with them our redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. 
The psalm too brings us together with the whole company of heaven in the songs of the heavenly angels and all the saints in adoration of the blessed trinity and the acclamation of Palm Sunday. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. The Our Father, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray is the table prayer with which we come to the Lord's table.
after entering through locked doors. The risen Lord declared his peace to his disciples. The same peace is given to us through the Lord's body and blood. In the words of John the Baptist, the Agnus Dei, Lamb of God, confesses the mercy and peace that we receive from the Lamb of God and his supper. We come to the Lord's table hungry and thirsty, and he feeds us with his body and refreshes us with his blood. It is the Lord's Supper. As Luther reminds us, our Lord is at one and the same time, chef, cook, butler, host, and food. How oh, Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take Eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a new testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you will drink it in remembrance of me.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and keep you in the one true faith until life everlasting. Lord, enjoy. <coughs>
post-communion canticle and the post-communion collect. Having received the Lord's body and blood for, the, for our salvation, like Simeon who held in his arms the Savior of the world, we go in peace and joy singing the song of Simeon from Luke 2. Nunc diminis means now to dismiss. At the conclusion of the Lord's Supper, we give thanks, and through the collect, ask that the salutary gift of Jesus' body and blood would have its way in our lives, strengthening us in faith toward God and in fervent love toward one another. The sacrament draws us outside of ourselves to live in Christ by faith and in love toward our neighbor. To paraphrase Luther, we stand for the post-communion Thank you.